Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
little classic Iron Maiden off the Killers album, Drifter. What a great tune. I am joined by a great guy who's been a part of the Talking Metal family for years and years, Victor Ruiz. Victor, how are you? I'm doing well, and I love that song. I was actually watching a Iron Maiden concert with uh, from 81 with Paul Diano, uh, obviously fronting the band last night off of uh, YouTube. Wow, no, that's awesome. And that that song always had such the, like the great sing-along from the audience. And for a number of years, you know, I did this... I've interviewed Paul, I think, three times, Paul Diano, and one of the best interviews... Of all the hundreds of interviews I've done on Talking Metal, one of my fondest memories was sitting down with him in a uh, hotel lobby in like Clifton, New Jersey, with the cameras rolling and doing a camera uh, interview with him, which is on YouTube. And then we drove him to his gig in New York after that and kind of maintained an email, friendly email relationship with him for a few years after that. And then lost touch completely. He completely dropped off the map. I know there were some health issues and stuff. And, and I occasionally would send him an email to his, his personal email. And rarely would I get a response. Sometimes it'd be like, hey, mate, and, you know, um, not doing interviews right now. But I sent him one maybe three months ago. Yeah, probably less than that. Maybe two months ago. And didn't hear back, which was normal. But then the next day, after I sent the email, I got a Facebook request from Paul Diano. And it appears to be his real Facebook. So I'm assuming he got the email, you know, and I I said real nice stuff about it and said I was concerned about his health, wanted to hear what he was up to. And so I'm assuming he he got the email and then went on Facebook and found me and just kind of said, you know, You can see what I'm up to by looking at my Facebook page. And it looks like you just had a new grandchild born, if if indeed this Facebook page is real, which I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, so congratulations to Paul Diano for that. We hope he resurfaces soon. If if not for anything else, I just want to hear what what he's doing, what he's up to, you know? Such a great singer. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if if we will, uh, you know, ever get new music from him. It seems like he's been plagued by a lot of bad luck, too, throughout his career with people he's Mm -hmm. chose to work with and and stuff like that. Um, And an album I'm really digging, Victor, and I want to come back and talk with you about everything that's going on with you with with TalkingRock.net and, and Ear Peeler and all the different things you have going on. Of course, your your podcast, Mars Attacks. But first, let's hit a song off of the new UDO record called Steel Factory, which I think is a very, very strong record. Very good. This is called Rising High. Very, very accept-sounding uh, not just the vocals. I think the whole song sounds like it could be right off of like Metal Heart or something. And here we go. Brand new UDO featuring Udo Dirk Schneider from uh, formerly of Accept here on Talking Metal. Crashing! 
little UDO, brand new UDO, an album that I think is is really strong. And so this guy, uh, Victor Fitty, he's he's been working with with Udo Dirk Schneider for for years. I mean, he's out now, which I, I found that kind of shocking. I don't know if you follow yeah. UDO much, and but uh, do they live in Spain? Those guys live in Spain now. That's where you are, right? I, I'm. Yeah, it, it it could be because I know. Um, I don't know if you interviewed him or someone else interviewed him, and he was here in the south of Spain. Yeah. Um, during the interview that I heard, I'm pretty and sure a lot of these. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. I think Dirk Schneider lives in Spain. I'm pretty sure. And and that wouldn't be a stretch because there's a huge German and British population here because there's a big difference in what you pay, uh, the, what the cost of living is in both of those, you know, in both the UK and in Germany, uh, pay, uh, here in Spain, plus the weather in the South is much nicer than it is, uh, in both of those countries. So, right. I mean, I remember talking to a guy years ago, he said that what it cost them to live in the UK for one year, he could live here for uh, imagine that you pay less taxes, you're touring the world, you're, you know, and then you come back to uh, probably a, a sunny home on the beach right. for a lot of these people. It's right. the area that they're congregated in. Right. You cut out there for a minute, but it sounded like you were saying that just it's a fraction of the cost to, to live in Spain as it would be living in, in the UK, right? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, about five to one difference wow <laughs> once wow. you pay for one year in the uk you could live here for five years wow that's crazy that's crazy and you have a, a podcast called mars attacks which has been going on for a long time now i know there's there's periods where you're putting out a lot of stuff and then other periods where many months go by where new episodes aren't released. But I wanted to get an update on uh, on that from you, the great Mars Attacks podcast that you've been hosting for how many years now? Uh, actually, Friday, I think, was uh, nine years. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Was, That's awesome. Was the, yeah. Then, then um, I mean, I've said this a million times, but I still remember uh, the the bar in New York where you pitched the idea to me, and a few days later, I came up with Mars Attacks. So, right, cool. Um, w- without that input, I wouldn't have started the show. And uh, I mean, I've uh, exactly what you said. Um, I've been trying to do both Mars Attacks and other projects at the same time. Uh, namely ear peeler and i wanted to kind of put all my baskets in that and try to make it work and and uh and as a result you know there were other things that needed to go on the back burner and and that's what what i did with mars attacks um i released an episode i think it was two weeks ago with uh, alan robert the uh, bass player and main lyricist in Life of Agony, but I mean the interview was conducted in May of last year. So there's there's a few things that I've that I have in the can that I want to put out, and there's a bunch of other things that I want to edit and put out that I sort of had floating around. Right, I'm right. Just on one thing and and not on on uh, Mars Attacks, but you know that's that's going to change now. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, well, cool. Because I want to talk to you about yeah. about 
what happened with Ear Peeler and the announcement that you made recently about it and what the future may hold for Mars Attacks, too, as, as well as the past. So let's let's hit one more song, and then I really want to sure. devote a, a big chunk of time talking to you about that stuff. This is a band called The Oath. This is Death Delight here on Talking Metal. We are talking with Victor Ruiz, who is a big contributor to my website, TalkingRock.net, and also TalkingMetal.com. So stay tuned, and we're going to chat more with Victor Ruiz here on Talking Metal. Talking Metal, and we were talking with Victor Ruiz, who I just wanted to first give a shout out to all the work that you do every single week on 
talkingrock.net. That is my website. And, you know, for years and years, it was just talkingmetal.com. And talkingmetal.com still does work. However, I, I, because of John Astronomy, who's a guy who I, I, I founded the website with, his lack of involvement over the past six years, I, I, and, but yet his still co-ownership of the name TalkingMetal.com was kind of why I decided that I needed to, just for my own mental sake, do some do something that was not just TalkingMetal.com. And I, I, I now, and I want to get your honest opinion on this, Victor, because now I feel like people are confused by it. Like I have publicists, well, is it talking rock or is it talking metal or, or what's the difference? And, and I don't know, I, you know, I, I, I guess we started talking rock.net at the beginning of 2018. Um, you know, but like little things like when Queen, when Michael Wilton of Queensryche posted the interview I did with him, like he tagged talking rock on Facebook which I, I, I do nothing with the Talking Rock page. I don't know. I mean, it just it probably has like you know, 100 likes or less. So I, I don't know. Like part of me thinks I go back and forth wondering if I've done a mistake, if it should all just be Talking Metal. But then again, I wanted to separate it from John, you know, because John doesn't do anything with it anymore. I wanted to kind of have my own thing going on. And I also thought that Talking Rock could be more open to including, you know, bands that aren't necessarily metal. So I don't know. I've never really explained that, but I feel, do you think it's confusing? I don't. And I mean, I, I get where you're going uh, because I saw this a lot with ear peeler as well. When I was sharing other shows, news, people were thanking me. Check out this interview ear peeler did. And I have to know actually, view is so-and-so's it's it's not mine um so i i think i get things mixed up um i i don't think that it's that difficult to realize the difference between the two i mean right. talking metal is a show talking rock is a site where you guys where more stuff is offered more content is offered besides that show you know yeah yeah well, for the time being, we're plugging ahead with uh, talkingrock.net. I'm, I'm there with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I don't know. At some point, that may change. I mean, you know, as it, with John, he always expresses this involvement to get back in the fold. But the funny thing is that there's there's so many newer listeners who, honestly, they don't they don't really know who, who, much about John. I mean, they know him more from his work with, with Ace than anything he did with... Right talking metal years ago i love it when he's back on the podcast because he's been a friend of mine since 19 you know 87 so we always have that vibe but um it's also kind of hard to bring somebody back into the the fold when they've been gone from something so long so uh yeah i'm always i'm always interested to uh to hear the listeners opinions on on what we're doing with the show and, and, and Victor, you know, you used to be on the show a lot more. Um, now you're doing more work on, on the talking rock dot net website, but I love having you back on the show and, and, uh, I hope we can get you to be more of a regular, uh, guest host on, on talking metal here. I'd, I'd like that. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd love it too. It's always kind of fun to come on the show and talk to you. Yeah, cool. Okay, so your pod- podcast, Mars Attacks, started nine years ago. What are some of the highlights when you look back over the, the nine years? Favorite interviews, favorite moments? Um, in interviews, uh, I mean, my, my hardest interview to get was one of the, um, last ones that I did focused on ear peeler almost exclusively was the storytellers that I did with John Bush. Um, that immediately jumps out to me just because of what his lyrics said to me in both, uh, anthrax and, and Armored Saint, the, some of the stuff in Anthrax and symbols of salvation kind of staples when shit's dark and you're wanting to pick you up. And, you know, we all have those albums or songs that we turn to that help us get out of, you know, the, get out of a rut. So that that was really cool for me, um, being able to interview... Um, Richard Patrick from Filter was, I mean, that's kind of left of center, isn't entirely metal, but again, same same sort of a deal where, you know, his material has been has been important to me. Um, uh, there's there's been a, a lot the classic album section that I've gotten from people that have really liked um, what I've done with that uh, over the years and how I've been able to get different artists to comment on and feedback from some of the people that were involved in, in some albums that maybe aren't discussed as much as you know others so and after the um, uh, the live show that I did with you guys where we had uh, Joey Z from Life of Agony on we actually had Anthony Esposito call in who at that time, I guess he was still with Ace, but... Um, right, yeah, definitely, yeah. You know, those those shows in New York were, were fun also. Cool. There, there's a lot of stuff, you know, I could, I could go on, you know, three or four hours just mentioning stuff off. Right, well, I know, I know then, then at some point you, you started shifting, I would, at least my observation is that you started shifting more of your energy to working on ear peeler. Is that a correct statement? Yeah, absolutely. So I do think the one thing I've learned about podcasts is that, you know, because we went through a time when when John was completely not doing anything, barely anything on the podcast. I mean, literally over years went by before he even guest hosted. I mean, he was completely out of the picture. Um, My second son was born was working like two jobs at once and it got to the point where I stopped doing interviews on talking metal and I, and I wasn't releasing them on a regular basis. Now I, I, the years are, are blurry at this point, but I'm guessing that was around 2010, 11 ish. Uh, I believe I kind of made a return with it in 2012, hitting it hard again, but that's, and we really suffered. We lost tons of listeners. When the show came back, it was never really the same show. Uh, and and I I do think we suffered. Talking Metal, when I say we, I, to whatever Talking Metal is, suffered 
because of that period, because there wasn't the consistency of a, a weekly podcast coming out. And I do think that Mars Attacks, that if you, that it really would pick up more steam if that's indeed something you want to do with it, if it were a weekly, you know, boom, every week it's out, a, a fresh episode. Because I, I do think that that's important. I mean, do you do you agree with that? If if you're going to be a podcaster, you have to be putting out consistent episodes on a regular basis. Yeah, I agree with that. But But would you say one of the reasons that didn't continue with Mars Attacks was because you were spending so much time on ear, ear peeler? Yeah, 100%. Right. That's, I mean, it's, um, it, it is mainly ear peeler. I mean, there are other, you know, behind the scene things with things that we all deal with when it comes to, you know, PR people or labels and, right. you know, the, the kind of games that you got to, play with jumping through hoops and you know um dealing with dealing with publishers for years and reviews for them or doing different things and then you ask for an interview and it's like well you know you you need to uh you you need to uh get out of an escape room practically to uh be able to to land that interview yeah it's it's complete or, you know you run an obstacle course with interviewing <laughs> yeah you know it's complete bullshit I, I i as i said in the last episode like i'm seriously i'm done with publicists i mean the way the way to make this work and this is what eddie trunk does and and i i believe mitch lafon does a lot of this too although i know he he deals with with publicists but the way to do it is you have to establish the relationships directly with the artists. You really do because the publicists are so terrible and they're so they're getting yeah. paid. They're getting paid to mm -hmm. get these interviews out there. So half of the time if if they can't get Rolling Stone and Pitchfork and all the big media outlets that do interviews with with bands to pick you up then what they'd rather do is just flood the market put your 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 and when i say your i mean the artist on a on a you know dozens of podcasts that no one listens to so at least then they that when they charge the artist thousands of dollars and the album doesn't sell or the book doesn't sell they can say well we booked you all these interviews you know we did our job and and I get I get the sense that there's there's so much much of that out there that they they don't I, I honestly half the time I don't think the publicists care about the artists I don't think they care about the podcasts or the media mm -hmm. outlet they care about their their bottom line and proving that that they somehow did their job even though they're not doing their job uh, they they drive me freaking nuts I could go on and on uh, I don't want to single any of them out. But I recently had this kind of, I don't know what the word is, epiphany that I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm like, seriously, um, I'm dealing as much as I can directly with the artists. There's a few publicists I do love and, and who have helped me out. And I will continue to deal with them and show them respect. But I feel like 
I don't get respect from the publicists. And quite frankly, I'm, there's a new plan of attack for me when it comes to interviewing these people. And that is to avoid the publicist publicists as much as possible, you know, truly, because they, so many of them, not all of them, but so many of them just have no, no clue. And they're just so out to prove that they did a good job promoting it, even though the product probably is, you know, not going to sell more than 900 units. So that's that. But um, let's, let's move on to ear peeler. Cause I suspect there may be some people listening to the show that don't know what Ear Peeler is, or or maybe I should say was at this point. Ear Peeler is an idea that you had, and I just wanted to give a little bit of the uh-huh. you to give a little bit of the history on it because I know there's been some Facebook posts and there's been some in the posts that you've written. There's been some disappointment in the fact that your pillar didn't really become what you wanted it to become, but also some disappointment in the podcasting community for not supporting it. And I kind of wanted to hit both of those topics. So first, can you explain where we're at with your pillar? Is it, is it done? Are you, you're closing shop with it? Yeah. What I'm currently doing the uh of sorts last night with this um sort of the the going away thing with ear peeler is a podcasting tournament where i've set up 64 podcasts that go one-on-one with each other based on uh fan voting uh similar to you know an ncaa march madness type setup uh to crown, you know, the ear peeler, uh, podcast Kings at the end of it. Um, this is kind of, and some people misconstrued why I was doing this and say, Oh, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to screw us, you know, on the way out, you know, this and that, but that's not the case. Again, I think a lot of podcasters forget that outside of the five people that are back these shows, there, there are people that aren't familiar with your show. So the reason for this tournament is to give one last push, one last kind of, um, you know, one last promotion to all these shows uh, that I'm featuring in this tournament, because God forbid someone doesn't know who, you know, uh, the ages of rock podcast is or who dead rock stars is. Um, you know, I'm well aware that within the kiss community, all of the P- kiss podcasters more or less than another. And that's cool, but there are more podcasts out there. And I think if people were to, to learn about one of the shows, you know, that I'm trying to promote with this last ditch effort here, um, then I think that my job is, is done with this. And, and the idea is to, um, you know, bring the site down at the end of next month, more than anything due to cost, because I can't keep running the site. And, you know, you, you kind of touched on it. The, the disappointment with, uh, the podcasting community, I've generated more interest and more activity in the last few days than I have in three years of running the site. Right. Okay. So, so there's this contest some, where you can go some, what vote on your favorite podcast or something. Yeah. That, okay. That's it. It's uh, 
Round one started today. There are 64 podcasts that are involved. Whoever gets the most votes by the 26th moves on to the next round. Okay. So there's a lot of people probably listening to this show that still, at this point, if if they're still listening, um, have no idea what Ear Peeler was or is supposed to be. Can you explain what okay. function it was? I mean, is it like iTunes? Is it a place you go to? I mean, I kind of already know the answer of the, to this. I'm just asking you to explain it for yeah. the listeners. What 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 was its purpose? Like, what is as a market as a tool? How 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 were you marketing it? What is what does it do? And why would people want to yeah, use it? The, the whole idea behind sure the the whole idea behind ear peeler was to try to get uh, people that are interested in hard rock and metal to find out what various podcasts are doing, uh, what interviews uh, artists are conducting, what music shows might be available in the genres that they're interested in. Because, yes, the the argument is, well, I can go to iTunes or I can go to, uh, you know, Google and find podcasts as well. Understandable, but uh, are you able to search for? You talked about UDO. You put in UDO, you find out what shows he was a part of. Um, if you're into doom metal, uh, what podcasts out there talk about doom metal? So you could go to the site, uh, plug in doom metal within the uh, category for that, within the category search, and it would pull up anything from artist interviews to uh, radio shows that are being released in podcast form that focus on that type of metal. Um, all in all, it was a news site to help promote podcasts, to help get the word out there. Um, and it was a mix of shows like Talking Metal, like Mitchell Show, like Eddie Trunk Show, but mixed in with lesser-known shows. The idea there was to cross-promote and if people are going there to, you know, find out about Talking Metal, uh, they happen to stumble upon an interview with, let's say, Dan Lorenzo and say, oh, well, let's see where else Dan Lorenzo is appearing. They can search and find out other shows where, where he's here. Right. Uh, without, but can't, I know, mean, I, and I, I, I'm not trying to give you a hard time, but, but why can't you just do that with iTunes? Like when I, when I go to iTunes and I type in, you know, Ozzy Osbourne, because then I scroll down and I see any podcast that mentions Ozzy Osbourne. Like if I, if I search on Spotify, if I search Ozzy Osbourne, which I love when I scroll down to the podcast section, there's, there's talking metal, you know, because we've had Ozzy on twice, you know, so I, what, when you have these million dollar possibly billion dollar companies like like itunes and and spotify how like how how are you ever going to pull customers or people away from those to bring them over to ear peeler to do the same type of thing yeah no i i I agree with you that i mean it's it's an uphill battle to compete with those. Um, the the thing there, to my knowledge, anyway, with iTunes, you're, you're getting the, whatever the five titles popular is that they're doing. You don't 
always get the most current interviews or, you know, where that person has shared within the last, you know, whatever, last month or two, let's say, or the last batch of interviews that they've done. Um, you could actually search for anything uh, within a specific, uh, you know, window to figure out where where an artist is being interviewed. But, I mean, like you're saying, yes, iTunes and Spotify Google and everything else is is much bigger. It's a bigger, you know, um, a bigger scope of things, and competing against them is impossible. Competing against uh, even even like a, a blabbermouth or a brave words, which I never saw as competition. Say I always saw appeals like something additional that you would check out uh, while you were checking out other metal news sites. Um, it's it's difficult people away from that to devote time to uh, something that's that's fairly new. Um, I could have gone the clickbait route, which a lot of people suggested, but I I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go with you know um, so and so uh, you know the, the 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 classic one that I always uh, lay out there is you know because your your headline is Lars Decimal Geek, where they had uh, Harry Richards, who's the current, uh, or excuse me, current bass bass player in Striper, right? Uh, talk about how Ted Nugent pulled a gun on him, and no one uh, say anything about it. So the, the the whole idea there was to help, you know. Um, get the word out for, for stuff like that, for shows that weren't as, you know, known as, you know, in, in your case, uh, you make the Ozzy analogy. With Ozzy and iTunes and everything, you're going to have the the biggest shows appear. You're not going to have, you know, some of the littler shows that are that are dealing with him or, or you know, or with other right. artists. So, I don't know. My, my so, idea was so, to try so, to help out people that weren't, unfortunately, it didn't work. Yeah, so it was you were viewing it as something that may help out more of like you mentioned the basis from Striper or or Dan Lorenzo or something like that that it's not necessarily the the you know I saw Ozzy last week there were 18,000 people there, you know. It's not necessarily those people. It's the people who are more what's the word? niche more more uh, looking for things that aren't so mainstream. Um, I think it's it's a it was a little of both because I mean if if you like Ozzy, it doesn't mean that you're only listening to Ozzy Kiss and Motley Crue. Chances are, you're probably listening to I don't know, except uh, or you're listening to other artists that aren't as big, but or you're you know you're looking for someone similar to Ozzy. So you search and you find something that's, you know, along the lines with what Ozzy does, but maybe isn't as known. Right. But again, it's 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 hard to compete with something that's established or something, you know, in this case where a billion dollar company comes along and decides to, um, you know, do do certain things like a Spotify to promote podcasts and things that they haven't in the past. And uh, essentially that is going to, you know, get the word 
out there better than anything that uh, <laughs> than someone like myself can do. Right. Right. So I, I think I think to me, one thing you, you attempted to do, which I know you had frustration in uh, with, which I wanted to talk about a little bit, was that being that you were not a company that had corporate dollar behind it and investors and all this stuff, you really tried to embrace the podcast community. And are we specifically talking about like the podcasts that we encountered at the pod uh, rock and pod expo and in that that kind of group the the kiss the kiss podcast the kind of you know that community because that is a community you know that you know and i saw that last year in 2017 when i was there and it sounds like it was the same way it is a very strong community that I think uh, Chris from Despel Geek has had a big part in helping uh, grow and, and and help sprout that community, and I give him big props for that. But were, were you disappointed in the lack of involvement that you got from, say, that section of the podcast world or other podcasts in general? Yeah, absolutely. You what know, did you want them to do? I, I what did you want them to do for you? A lot of you? shows uh, were... I was hoping that maybe they would help promote the site uh, in the sense that, hey, you know, Blabbermouth and Edwards aren't, um, aren't talking about my show, but this guy's talking about my show. Every week, every episode... Um, let me throw him a bone. Let, let me, you know, promote him on my show. Let me, uh, you know, fight every now and then. No, no different than what they're asking other people to do with their shows. Um, you know, I was hoping that there, there would be, would see, you know, um, blabbermouth again, isn't posting about Terry Richards, but they're posting about, uh, you know, a select number of, of artists. And as you and I know, there's no formula to get on that or to get on Brave Words. So, for example, I interviewed George Lynch, and six months before KXM was actually announced, I had him on an interview, mentioned that he was working on the project. And nothing ever came of it. I've sent multiple press releases out. And no sites picked up on it. I mean, I, I get it. George was doing like 80 interviews that weekend. So, you know, these sites are, are seeing all of these shows interviewing interviewing George Lynch. So they're probably going to go with the, the bigger shows that they already know about and just post about them. Um, he also mentioned what ended up being the uh, Ultraphonics project uh, during that same interview. Uh, you know, this is going back, uh, what, two, three years before Corey Glover was even involved. It was, he was working with that rhythm section and no, no one, you know, no one, no one noticed. Um, so the whole idea there was, you know, I have a podcast, I'm not getting the notoriety on, you know, these other sites, but this guy's giving me notoriety on a weekly basis, you know, um, maybe. Maybe I should behind them and, you know, help them out. You know, how can I help spread the word? How can, you know, how can I get 
often I had a, a podcaster reach out to me and say, hey, you know, we love what you're doing with the site. Uh, we love the attention that we get. Um, is there anything that I can help, you know, get my show to the next level? Or is there anything that I can do to help you out? And I said, well, you know, I'm, I feature your shows every week. And for the most part, you know, I'm, uh, I'm posting your shows as, as being uh, headline worthy. And I said, you know, the only thing I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get sponsors to to keep the site going because, you know, I got to I ultimately got to pay bills and whatnot. You know, uh, take a look at the Patreon that we have going. Uh, could you, you know, help contribute, you know, one, two, three, five bucks a month or whatever it would be a would be a great help to, to try to keep the site going and and, you know, get the site to the next level. And the response was basically thanks <laughs> so right. and and i get it everyone works hard for their money and, and whatnot and you know un- unfortunately as as you uh well know un- unless there's you know unless you're a name commodity outside of podcasting where you come in and you're able to swoop in and get some sort of a sponsorship uh there's there's no money to be made right. um yeah, you know. Well, um, it's a you know. It's a, peeler, go ahead. D- d- no, I was I was gonna say you know, I I tried going after you know labels and bands and different things for the same sort of you know sponsorships and whatnot, and there was you know it was always come back when you have X numbers, you know, come back with this, and you know I realized I wasn't pulling in the numbers that a lot of huge sites were getting, but. For, for for smaller bands or, or whatnot, you know, I wasn't exactly asking fees that big sites were asking for either. Right. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And as heartbreaking as it is, it's time to move on and do something else. Yeah. Well, listen, you gave it a noble push and, you know, it was something that was passionate and that you believed in and, uh, you know, I'm sorry it didn't work out for you, but I, I believe in you and I believe that you have a lot of great ideas and you have a love and a knowledge for this, uh, this music and also for the, the podcasting platform. So I, I'm looking forward to what you have coming next. I, I hope it's more Mars Attacks episodes. I, if I, and, and don't take this the wrong way. Because I consider you a friend, and and I am just throwing this out there. You can do, you can take it or leave it. If I was going to give you one bit of advice, and again, I'm not watching every single detail that you do, uh, so you know, take it or leave it. But I think you spread, you're spreading yourself too thin, and that's something I've seen with you through the years. You you, you have a lot of really good ideas, and 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 you know the Sonic F- Fusion with Sonic mm-hmm. Fusion podcast. The you know how many po- different podcasts have there been? Like four uh, Galaxy of Geeks and and. <laughs> The, the the Victor Ruiz one, I almost think, and I, I'm guilty of this too, but uh, c- because I, I'm like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. I think you need to pick your poison, whether that's Mars Attacks or or something else, and and just balls to the wall on that only, and just put the blinders on and and work on that one thing and make it as great as 
as you can because I just think you you can't you can't do it all you know and and I, I think what you were doing with Mars Attacks was was really something cool and I I, I welcome that coming back on a on a more you know, weekly or bi-weekly basis. I, I, I think, I think you could really get some success with that. And with Patreon, you know, I'm up to 20 Patreon, um, people right now. And I think that's great. And I think for, for, I always have this thing for every person who emails you or tweets you and says something like, Hey, I liked that interview with Dan Lorenzo that you just did there. There are probably another 50 thinking that that just don't get on. I mean, I listen to podcasts. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, you know, send Joey Diaz a text every time he says something that I, I, I you know, or, or a message every time he does something I, I like. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, uh, I listen to Eddie Trunk's podcast occasionally and, and I don't, I don't do something on social media. I watch TV. I see it. You know, I, I watch, uh, you know, Ari Melber on MSNBC. I'm not always going on, on Twitter and saying, wow, that was great what you said about this or that, or a great interview with that guest. Occasionally I do it, but I, I don't, uh, you know, it's so I, for every one vocal person that does it, you gotta, you gotta remember there's 50 to a hundred, maybe even a thousand other people out there that have that have that same thought they're just not taking the time to to do it so the people are out there and i think i think mars attacks was a good formula for you and i i i mean you do what you want but i i hope you come back with that and i'd love to to uh hear more episodes by that i think you had some great interviews and if anything i i feel like maybe ear peeler pulled pulled you away from that and i think you should just take one thing and focus on it, you know, and I know it's hard. Listen, we got kids, we're trying to pay the bills. You know, I read this book recently. It was called like the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I think it's like a New York times bestseller right now. And the guy said, well, when you're doing a startup, you gotta, you gotta spend 12 to 16 hours a day on any new venture. And you got to figure you're not going to make any money on it for the first year. I mean, well, how how can how can anyone do that? I mean, unless unless you're like have a hedge fund kid, or you you, you know, and you just have money sitting around, or you're going to really go all in and borrow money from the bank and and do it. But people are doing it, you know, and and I, I do I do think that that. I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but you know, listen, we, I, I, you're a likable guy. I like you. I know that, that a lot of people in the podcasting community like you, we want to see you succeed. My humble advice, take it or leave it is pick your poison, try to put those blinders on and just focus on one thing. And I think you do a great interview. I think you ask great questions. I think you pick great music that you play on your podcast I want Mars Attacks to come back full steam with 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 good interviews, and and maybe it's it's the people that you know aren't as well known. I mean, I I think you know it, it's it's tough for us to get Tommy Thayer and and Ozzy Osbourne on our podcast, you know. But look at Dan Lorenzo just put out a great record. Let's 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 turn even if even if we only have a hundred listeners listening to an episode let's turn let's turn them on to to people who who are making good music out there 
and and uh, Mars Attacks is, I think, a great platform for that. And I hope you don't let that go. I hope that that picks up steam. Any thoughts on bringing that back with with uh, a little more power behind it? Yeah. Um, one of the first things when I determined that I was putting your people to bed was that I would, you know, go back and dedicate time to Mars attacks like I did in the past. Um, and what you suggested, to be quite honest with you, is something that I've been mulling over for the last few weeks as well. You know, I, I love, love doing these different shows, but, you know, I, I also kind of get the, the sense of, um, you know, would it, would it make more sense for me just to focus on one thing? Would, you know, instead of doing a separate music show from what it makes to you know combine stuff again or to just do music episodes similar to what you do with uh with talking metal um it it definitely is one of the things that i'm that, that i'm contemplating doing is just doing mars attacks and and nothing else um if i do you know if i decide to do more than one galaxy because of that I haven't done since March because of right. my own company right. but um, uh, it's it, it, the stuff behind and um, hopefully within the next few weeks get back into Yeah, you're, you, uh, you're cutting you're cutting in and out, out again but know, yeah yeah it's it sounds it sounds like what and, you're saying is is you know starting starting the podcasting going again but i i, I you know and maybe this is what you're saying because again you're kind of cutting in and out but um just start with one i and i know it's so tough but go back go go back and again this is just my nonsense advice but put everything else aside Mars attacks. That's it. You know, make that you had such a great personality on that show. You played such great music. You turned me on to stuff. Focus a lot on the music. That's what I think was always one of the strong points. I got turned on to music listening to Mars attacks and, and, you know, interviews are, are, are good, but you know, it's like when, KK Downing's on every, you know, 20 podcasts all on the same week. Does it really even matter if you get him? You know, it's like, it's like, that's like, seriously, it's like, so I, I think, I think, uh, focus on, on the music on, I like hearing the interviews with people who aren't on 20 podcasts that week, even if they're not as famous, you know, give me, give me an interview with, with, you know, somebody from, you know, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a, a band that, uh, you know, give, give me an interview with instead of Udo from from UDO, give me an interview with Sven or something like that, you know, or give me an interview with with some up and coming band I, I'd never heard of who is, uh, you know, worthy of 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 listening and checking out. I, I just think um, I, I just think you're like me you want to do all these different things and sometimes we get lost and i will tell you the patreon is working for me i mean i'm i'm now making you know i mean it sounds like nothing but i'm i'm making 
1500 bucks a year off the Patreon, probably less because I give a lot of the people a, a Talking Metal t-shirt when they sign up for it. But I, I love it. I think it's a great success. I, I throw up little bonus episodes there. And I'm just really trying to focus now on the Talking Metal community. And I, I think you know, you already have Mars attacks. It already has a foothold. You definitely got to build it back. But my, my, you know, humble advice to you is bring that podcast back. Cause that was a good fucking podcast. You did a great job with it. Try not to, to, to do other stuff that that's going to take away from that. Build that Patreon, um, build the community, Bring on guests, you know, bring on Steven from Growing Up Rock, bring on, you know, Chris Sinzak from Decibel Geek for guest hosts to to, to get the word out. But more than anything, just uh, make it your personality because uh, you, you got opinions, you got a uh, great taste in music. And, and I, I think as a, as a fan of the show, Mars Attacks needs to come back full steam. Duly noted. <laughs> take it, take it or leave it. Well. Yeah, t- take it or leave so. it. But you know, I, I, no, I, no, no, no. I, I, I pre- listen. I think what you did with I ear peeler, the input greatly. Yeah, I think ear peeler was a good idea. It didn't, it didn't work. And I, I, I think, I mean, and we can, we can nickel and dime that all day about why it didn't take off. But I, I think, I think it's, I think you're making the right choice. I think it's time to kind of put it to bed. And, and if, if you still have the passion for it, move on to something else, whether that's what I'm suggesting Mars attacks or something else, you know, that's, that's, that's your call. Um, but, uh, I, uh, I, as, as someone in the podcasting community, just want to thank you for all the support you've given talking metal through the years. And you've given, the whole podcasting community because I think you've been not only uh, somebody who's delivered great content but a great cheerleader and a great um, supporter of what we all do and I truly truly want all the Talking Metal listeners to connect with you on social media on Twitter, on Facebook on on the websites, What, what website is the best website to direct people to nowadays Victor? Uh, I would say MarsAttacksRadio.com, the the original only classic site. <laughs> That's <laughs> there you go. where people can get in touch with me. And who you mentioned, you know, one of the things you said in in your in your kind of goodbye post for Ear Peeler uh, was that you know some some of the bigger name podcasts uh, you felt were supporting um, what you were doing and encouraging you and and offering feedback were some of the lesser known ones that you really thought could have benefited from ear peeler weren't. So to concentrate on the positive instead of the negative, can you, why don't you give a shout out to some of those people that you feel have been real supportive of what you were doing, be it with ear peeler or, or Mars attacks and, and just all your uh, endeavors. I know you've mentioned Chris Aiken from the classic metal show and I'm assuming, uh, Chris uh, Sinzak from Decibel Geek are those two people that were supporters of what you were doing and helpful. Yeah, absolutely. Chris Sinzak, I would say, is the uh, number one backer of of anything that 
that I've done uh, with the podcast or with Ear Peeler. Uh, Chris Aiken helped out greatly with a lot of technical uh, issues that I had encountered and just same thing, just, uh, you know, with pep talks and just different support. And he got what I was trying to do with the site. Um, Bob Nalbandian is another one uh, who's always been helpful and behind the stuff that I do. Uh, um, and, you know, there's that I talk to from, from time to time. Uh, Richie from Focus on Metal, John Caddick from Iron City Rocks, um, uh, Rock from Radioactive Metal, and uh, a, a few other people. I mean, for the most part, these are all people that I've known for, for years. So right. It's no surprise that they, you know, ones that have stood there behind me to um, to kind of champion. But um, yeah, I would say, and and I apologize if I'm missing anyone. But uh, you know, those th- I would say that that's like the the select few that was there through thick and thin with everything. All right, and who have been the biggest assholes and dicks who have not supported you? Just no, just kidding. You don't, you don't, you don't have to go. Oh, I've, I've uh, believe it or not, I've had, I've, I've had people that ask me to yank their content from the site. Wow, uh, that's crazy. Um, you, don't, you don't have to name it. I was no, just kidding, I was, but uh, I was posting content. Yeah, no, no, I don't even remember the names. To be honest with you, uh, there were two people that that contacted me and said that I wasn't um, posting stuff with their consent it's a fucking rss feed right it's an rss feed anyone can tap into the feed right that's fucking ridiculous yeah exactly but i mean that's what spotify uh, did spotify never came to talking metal and said can we post talking metal on on spotify one day it just magically appeared on Spotify. I didn't submit it. You know, it's it's like they just went and they just grabbed the RSS feed. It's public shit. That's f- any. That's fucking outrageous. Anyone would be like, "Why are you po- posting my stuff on yeah. your site?" That that's the the honestly, whoever came to you saying that, not only is is it ridiculous. It's it's the the person is freaking retarded. I mean, that's that's a stupid. They're not. You're not talking with somebody who's actually. <laughs> has any knowledge of what the fuck they're doing with an RSS feed. Yeah, I agree. Um, again, people that so long as, as four people are, are, are sucking them off on a weekly basis, that's, you know, they're, they're rock stars. They're on top of the world and they're, they're, they're more important than the topics that they're talking about. Unfortunately, they're, all that think that way their podcasts and again the, i i've been able to uh steer some people in the right direction to you know say hey you know i'm only trying to support your show i'm only trying to support the format and after talking it out they get it but right you know right. there there were two people that uh uh that th- there was no talking to them <laughs> so yeah. all, right. all right no well, problem i'll yank your shit well listen we're gonna end the show uh do you have any songs you want to play not to put you on the spot, but um, think yeah, about it. Think uh, about it know, for a minute. What's weird is for it, yeah. I just wanted I know, to say I, I know what song I'm going to mention. Okay, for, cool, for some cool. stupid. Go ahead. 
I was just going to say, you know, as long as we're kind of airing our grievances and, and stuff, this is something I think you and I have spoken about offline. And I'm going to say it here um, at the end of this podcast, if anyone's still listening. One thing that's been driving me nuts is the amount of people I see online uh, from from small underground podcasts to bigger, even quote-unquote corporate name podcasts who are fucking liars who don't who who <laughs> try to blow themselves up like they're these big big powerhouses they think they're fucking Howard Stern and th- th- they're not they're, there's just there's no evidence to support it they pretend to be something they're not you know uh, it's like we work day jobs, most of us, we have kids, we're doing other stuff, but yet there's this big portion of people, and it's not only podcasters, it's a lot of a lot of the quote-unquote rock stars who go back home and they drive a truck, or they're, they're uh, you know, flight attendants, <laughs> or they're, um, you know, have, have go clean houses, literally, I'm talking about actual people, but yet they pretend yeah. to be these rock stars that are riding all around in limousines. And that's fine. I get they're, they're trying to portray this image, but we're getting the same thing in the stupid podcasting world where these people are thinking they're these extraordinary journalists and top of their game, uh, you know, as they go to, you know, work, work in a, work in a store, you know, do, do the things we need to do to pay bills. And yet, I don't know. I, 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 I'm starting to have more respect for the people who are like, um, you know, hey, I, I, I do this podcasting thing because I love it. Yeah, maybe I make a, a, a little money off of it, but my real job is this. And I don't know, like even every day in my town, somebody comes up to me and is like, oh, when you're, you're really doing your thing. I saw you out at the show. Wow, you got a great job. Well, that's because I bought tickets to see Ozzy. That's why I was at the Ozzy show, because I bought tickets. <laughs> you know, and, and you know what? That's not my job. Yeah. That's my hobby. My wife and I, we don't go to dinner. We don't go to movies. We don't do anything. We, go, we spend every single cent that we don't have to spend on our kids and our mortgage and our car payments on concert tickets. You know, and occasionally, a very occasionally, I should say I'm offered free tickets to a show and and I'll you know I'll take those when they come my way although half the time I show up at the at will call and they're like oh you were supposed to have two tickets you only have one ticket or you're not on the list or so I I'm like you know how that shit goes so I don't know I'm just so sick of of people pretending to be these these big the powerhouses when they're not and I see it on so many different podcasts and inflating the numbers and pretending that they are something way more than they are and uh that is something that's really gotten under my skin lately because you know what for some of the people it works the publicists are actually buy it because the publicists are so (laughs) freaking out of the loop and and unaware of of what shows people actually listen to uh, you know, so I don't know. I just wanted to say that I probably shouldn't have, but I, I'm 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 so sick of the pretenders because there's so many out 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 there, these people who think they're fucking, 
you know, the biggest deal ever when they really aren't and they, their numbers are, are way less than, than they think. Um, it, it, it blows my mind really does. No, I, I had a discussion similar to that last night when everyone was bitching about the, this tournament that I set up, someone said to me, well, don't you have all the stats and you know you should know who's popular just based on that. I said, "The fuck are you talking about?" I said, "Not for nothing, but a most people don't tell the truth about their stats, like you're saying now. Uh, and b um, my stats, what I got on ear peeler, doesn't necessarily reflect what you know what that specific site got or what." Right. Um, yeah, those stats mean nothing, you know, and and half of the time you can type. you can manipulate the yeah. stats anyways. I mean, there are people who who have their their right. embeddable players or even their YouTube pages. You can't believe those numbers. You can't believe those numbers. People right. are buying. I, I know. I know for for fact a major podcast that that also posts their thing on on YouTube. I'm not going to mention the name, but I know for an absolute fact. They buy the views, and I w- remember I was I was looking at it, and I talked to somebody who was inside the know with this particular program, and I was like, "How are they getting twenty thousand listens for a guy who was once a uh, you know a roadie for somebody who was in a band twenty years ago that no one cares about?" And there's like, "Oh, well, they buy the views. They they you know they they buy a lot of those views to." And I mean, if that's how freaking desperate you're spending 50 bucks a week to buy an extra 5,000 views or whatever it is, it's all, it's all baloney. It's, and I'm, 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 I'm so sick of all the fakers and Victor, you are not a faker. You are the real deal. And I, I, listen, I wish you the best of success with, with whatever comes next. I personally, I'm hoping it's more Mars attacks podcasts, but whatever you, whatever you choose to do. Uh, we we will be waiting to uh, to hear it and to or to see it and and are excited by your your future endeavors. Uh, sorry, did, did I cut you off? Were you going to say something else? No, 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 not 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 at all, <laughs> not at all. That that you're you're touching on a uh, on a big hot topic of discussion. Yeah. <laughs> with a lot of podcasters, actually. Yeah, so. and it's not just podcasters; it's social media in in general with the fake Twitter followers and. Right. And all the fucking bullshit, you know, like whenever you see a guy on Twitter who follows 600,000 people and then he has 598,000 people, that's that's bullshit. That's that's somebody that that's, has bots running their thing because they're trying to get people, they follow people to try to get them to follow back. Anytime somebody has way more... Right. Is following way more people than than are following them. There's to me, there's something fishy there. You know, it's, it's, if it's if it's somebody, it, I'm talking about people who are in the hundreds of thousands of followers. The internet is a scam. The uh, it's so easy to to be a, a fake on the internet, and uh, we got a lot of them in the podcasting world. I'll tell you that. I agree. <laughs> all right what are we going mean, to play there's nothing else that i've learned yeah um i i 
I'd love to leave the uh, the episode with. Hello. Hello. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Is it cutting out again? Uh, no, no, no. I hear you. Okay. Um, if if I get to choose one song to end the episode, it would Absolutely. be the title track off of the new Alice in Chains album, oh, Rainier nice. Fog. And thank you for really doing the ear peeler thing. And I'm sorry it didn't work out to uh, to the level you wanted it to, but I, I do think you had the right idea and that it was something that was going to boost the community. And, and I'm sorry you didn't get the response from the community back that, that you wanted. But uh, I'm sure whatever you have coming next is going to, is going to be great, so please keep us posted on that. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on, and in the end, I think it's all a learning experience that will help me, you know, with whatever comes next. Cool. All right. Little new Alice in Chains here on Talking Metal to take us out. <laughs> <laughs>